Good morning. You are listening to 101.1 FM, WBRULP, WFOOLP, and WVBX, LP Providence. Or you're listening live online at www.bsrlive.com. Radio for the curious listener. Good morning. Have you ever had one of those mornings where you think it's the middle of the night, you're dreaming, you're in the middle of a dream, and maybe that dream is not the greatest. It's not a nightmare, it's not a fabulous dream, but it's kind of uncomfortable and you'd like to get out of it. And all of a sudden, you wake up. You get out of that dream, you wake up, and all of a sudden, you look at the clock or your phone, and it's 7-Eleven. And you suddenly almost spring out of bed, and you realize, oh, my God, my alarm. It didn't go off. And then the next thing I know, by the way, this happened to me this morning, the next thing I know... I am calling for Zoe because Zoe has to be at the bus in mm, five minutes. Zoe, Zoe, I say, get up, get up. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm freaking out in my head. I'm freaking out. I can't believe my alarm never went off. What the heck has happened? I'm completely kind of out of it. And Zoe sleepily says from her room, Mom. It's Saturday. Oh, my goodness. I had no idea. (sighs) Clearly, I need a cup of tea. Let's wake up. Stay tuned. You're listening. Jim comes up, asks me to make some macaroni. Everybody, you're listening to Jen's Dish. Jen's Dish is a tasty show all about food, drink, shopping, cooking, eating, drinking, sipping, and spilling some tea. Today's no exception. Hi, everybody. And wouldn't you know it, it's a Saturday. It's time for Jen's Dish, and the sun is shining yet again. You know that makes me happy, right? When I come into work and I come into the show and I come into the studio, it's warm, the sun is shining, the Buckeyes are still number one, and they're playing tonight in the Big Ten uh, game. I won't be there, but I'm going to cheer them on. I hope you've had a good week. Did you all have a fabulous Thanksgiving? I did talk to you after that. I have finally made my stock. I'm so excited. Um, I made my stock. I made two kinds of stock. One of the stocks I made, I put in aniseed and um, ginger and garlic. Kind of gave it a 
bit of a twist. I was reading Mark Bittman, and um, he recommended that. Kind of switch things up when you make your stock. I did have to freeze half of it because I'm not quite ready to make a soup, but I will try to make a soup this afternoon before I head out and about. Lots of holiday things going on. Um, I really love this time of year just for the gathering of friends and loved ones around you and just getting out and about, right? I like to see twinkly lights and things like that because, honestly, that's all what the holiday season is about, right? Being with your friends and family and loved ones and holding everybody close and uh, getting ready to look for forward to the new year. Can't believe it's going to be 2020, but we will talk about that in due time. As I said, I woke up this morning clearly thinking it was Friday and I was going to be late for work. I was truly freaking out. But nothing a cup of tea won't cure and take care of. And thank God my daughter told me that it was Saturday because I wouldn't have known. Um, and we're starting the our foot off right this morning, not just with a cuppa, but... Um, I have a wonderful guest on this morning, and I want to get right to it. Um, I found my guest. My guests sometimes, um, if they haven't heard of me, uh, which is A-OK, but they always wonder how I found them. And uh, I joke that I'm, I'm a stalker. I'm not really a stalker, but in my job... I need to do research, and I love to do the research part of Jen's Dish, and um, today was no exception. I've been um, checking out what this young lady has been doing for uh, a while, probably since she started on Instagram, and I was just looking for the right time, and as the weather changes and you're thinking of gifts to give at the holiday season um, this young lady's product, I think, is will be a wonderful addition to your holiday gifts for your friends and family. Pair it with um, the appropriate uh, utensils and whatnot that you need, and you're all set. You have a wonderful local gift made with love and made with passion. And without further ado, my guest this morning is Amber Jackson. She is a Chicago native, and she created the Black Leaf Tea and Culture Shop to share her love for tea, engage the community, and celebrate black culture. Along with her teas, she hosts community and cultural events, such as Young Black Professionals Mixers, which she just had the other night at the Cortland Club. It looked like a blast, and we'll talk about those. And tea talks. I mean, tea is pretty integral, right? Um, we, we joke around that we're sipping tea and spilling tea, but spilling tea... Uh, the phrase which they say may have first come from uh, uh, the book In the Garden of Good and Evil and um, why am I blanking on the character she will come to me but the lead character in there talked about spilling tea it's really just talking, juicy gossip whatever, what have you got I always say that to Zoe I haven't had any tea in a while, Zoe. Hook me up. Uh, and I think as women, too, I think having a tea and having a tea talk is super important where we can gather together and talk about what's going on in our lives and um, maybe have speakers and entertainment. I do know at the King Arts Complex in Columbus, Ohio, where I used to work, 
It is an African-American arts organization with galleries and theater and so many things going on and great energy. They have a tea, um, I think, the first Tuesday of every month where ladies come and sip their tea, and there's usually entertainment and talks, and it's an amazing time, um, and I love that tradition. So uh, we'll tell you later where you can buy the Blackleaf Tea and Culture Shops teas. Uh, but first, let's get to my guest. Welcome, Amber, to Jen's Dish. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming on. So tell me, um, let's get started. What came first? The idea, you do have a full-time day job. She mm-hmm. happens to work for Brown University, where, where our studio is located. Um, I mean, we are on the campus of Brown right now, so she's at home, uh, probably wants to be at home. <laughs> you know, you want to put your day job aside. Um, but Amber, uh, you have a busy day job. Yeah. yeah. Why? What brought you to Rhode Island, first of all, and why did you want to open um, a side business and let alone a food business, which is challenging in its own right? Yeah, so actually I came to Providence for the job. And so I went to Alabama A&M for grad school. And while I was there, I was a GA in athletics and ended up um, switching career paths from food science to athletics. And then after grad school, I went home to Chicago for a year and a half. And I learned the hard way that once you leave athletics, it's very hard to get back in. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, you're, so, are you, so you have to sort of make a name for yourself. Pretty much. And then, like, I was a student athlete in undergrad, and so I, I loved the experience that I had. I went to Middle Tennessee State University for undergrad, and I had an incredible experience. And so I chose that. I wanted other student athletes to have a great experience, and so I chose to leave food science and pursue a career in uh, collegiate athletics. Wow. And so when the job opened here, I, before this, I had been applying to, like, I think in my Indeed profile, it was like 50 jobs a week and nothing, nothing came through. Um, jobs I was clearly qualified for, yeah. nothing. Not even an interview, which had, had never happened to me before. That's so it was so just, frustrating. It was frustrating, borderline depressing. And yeah, so when the job yeah. opened here, it was like, I get to leave again because I, I do enjoy like being away from home. Yep. I'd be like being in my own space. Sure. And experiencing something new yeah, in definitely. Area. Mm-hmm. And so I was, it was a way back in. Yeah. Really. And then um, when I got here, so I am the athletic travel manager and financial coordinator for all 38 of Brown's athletic Ooh, teams. She told me that this morning. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a big job. Yeah. So my voice has been this horse for this, but God knows how long. So um, it really, it was, it was overwhelming. I did, I do enjoy the people that I work with. We have a great staff, but it, it is definitely overwhelming m- many times. And so for me, it was honestly starting my business out of out of frustration i was yeah. i really wanted to create something that belonged to me mm. um something that was on my terms and my time yeah. um also i wanted to create something to start building uh financial independence uh creating generational wealth in my family that we haven't had and i think that's something that through i read a lot and yeah. so i you know learning that you know when it comes to progression and um improving and progressing a community and a fan of family yeah. that comes from financial independence. And Absolutely. so that's something that I wanted to create and create something that could lead to longevity and really creating the life that I wanted for myself. Um, now the tea part for me came from my childhood. So I'm from Chicago, but my family's from the South. And so 
my mom. Big T tradition exactly. in the South. Exactly. So uh, my mom's side is from Nashville, New Orleans. And so for us, it was my mom. She was never one for shoving pills down our throat. So if you had a headache or stomach ache, you drank some tea, took a nap. Yes, basically, you took you drank some tea, you took a nap. And when you got up, if you weren't feeling that great, drink a little more tea. You might get a kitty Tylenol. But if you were not on death's doorstep, you were not taking pills. It was not prescribed by a doctor. Like you had to have it. You drank some tea, took a nap. I love that. Yeah, and so. It's just what I grew up with. And then um, academically, my background is in food science. So my bachelor's is in nutrition and in grad school at Alabama A&M. I studied uh, food science. I concentrated in product development. So it kind of worked together, really. Wow, yeah. Yeah. What a wonderful way to, I, I do think that no matter what, what, we all have our day jobs, right? And our day jobs may come from uh, our backgrounds, things that we loved or did, in your case, athletics, which makes n- n- no one would shake a stick at that. Everybody would go, oh, that's so obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, what the, the, That is the perfect job for you. But then I think we all need that release and that extension outside of our jobs. And you found a passion. And I think to maintain that passion is... Um, really important because it it it's what drives us yeah definitely. really and it's your baby yes, right now exactly and as you and i were talking off air you you have the ability to do that now you are not um and i would never say tied down um but you do not have the extra um responsibilities of having uh, a significant other that understands or doesn't right. understand your 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 passion um but also children mm-hmm. do take up a lot of time for those mo- fellow moms out there um when we can maintain our side hustles i just admire the the crap out of all of you um because yeah. i find it hard to do as well um as a mom and kudos but, to the ones that do it because i as like i said earlier like i could not imagine yeah. trying to balance my full-time job plus this plus a family and kids like that's yeah i could not imagine so kudos to the ones that do it successfully exactly exactly but now's the time for you to get this started and you're still mm-hmm. so young it's terrific um so what so tea was an obvious choice. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you come up with so Blackleaf Providence? Let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Um, what that name means because it's twofold. It's mm-hmm. not just oh, I sell Blackleaf tea. There's a deeper meaning to that, and I would love for you to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So one thing that gets kind of misconstrued. Not very often, but every now and then I get one person like, oh, is it all black tea? Like, no, it's just the name. name. Uh, So most of my teas are herbal, and then I have two blends that have actual teas. So one has black, uh, actual black leaf, I'm sorry, black tea, and the other one has essential green tea. But the name itself is the Black Leaf Tea and Culture Shop because, like you said, it's not just selling tea. So I wanted to not just create a product to make money, but I wanted to create something that would engage the community that I was in. And one thing that's really important to me is also black culture. And so when I moved here, I've I've been here since November 2017, so a little over two years. And in my mind, because it's in New England, I knew it wasn't going to be very diverse. But then I moved here. I was like, oh, (laughs) I didn't come close. But uh, I 
when I, I would go out with my coworkers, because I would take me out when I first got here, and I was always the only black person in every single room I went into. And I'm 28, but it's, even at this age, it's never a comfortable feeling. It's extremely awkward. It's extremely uncomfortable because like, you can see people looking at you like you're the only person in that room, mm-hmm. and you can feel that. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to create something where I could um, create spaces and curate conversations for people that look like me that don't have a space here. Yep. Um, especially as a transplant, yeah, is you know it's you know it's doubly it's doubly hard, isn't yeah, it? To, yeah, to try to to try to make friends and mm-hmm. and find people that are like minded or or do the things you want to do um, that you can feel at home with. Uh, it is a challenge even in this really small state. Absolutely. And so for me, I this is the, including home, the fourth place that I've lived. I went to undergrad in Tennessee, grad school in Alabama, both by myself. So I have no problem up and moving yeah. anywhere by myself. Like, that's fine. But I would say of all the places I've lived, Providence is the most different of all of them. And so it's, it's very unique. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think... As someone like like me, even me moving here, I have never been asked more in my life, "What country are you from?" Like, I'm just black, <laughs> and so because even like being here, it's a lot of. And it's, I think it's one thing that's very special about Providence. It's made so unique. There's so many different cultures True. that are inclusive. Like Chicago is very diverse. It's not yes. very inclusive. So everyone has their own neighborhood. Yeah. So growing up, I only grew up around black people. Yeah. I went downtown, so I went to other spaces. We went to Little Italy, Greek Town, the Puerto Rican area, the Mexican area. Everyone has their own area. Yeah. So it's, it's very diverse, not inclusive. Providence is certain areas is more inclusive. Yes. And a lot of the uh, people of the diaspora that went across there um, may have been born here, but their family came from other countries. So yeah, I have friends are. Yeah. I have never heard of Cape Verde until I moved I, here. Oh, and I they, either. <laughs> I'm not from here, and yeah. I have not either. And I had to look it up on the map. Same. <laughs> and so I'm like, I have a lot of friends. I'm like, they look at me sideways, like, how do you not know where Cape Verde is? I'm like, no one knows this but you and people from this region. Absolutely. And they're like, oh, like, because I have, like, because I have friends from other states because I, I live there. And they're like, what's that? And I had to look at it. I was like, oh. But they, even that, like, they culturally, um, they, you know, they, they look like me. We're very different very people. Different. Yeah. I have a lot of friends that are Liberian. I have Haitian friends. Yeah. I have a lot of Nigerian um, friends and uh, Guyanese friends. But I think that's one thing that I, I truly appreciate about Providence is that you have so many cultures intertwined yes um but I, I definitely see where you know the the main spaces of providence especially being like downtown or east side of providence um there aren't really many spaces or any spaces that a lot of us even feel welcome to go into and so it was important for me to create a social aspect of my business, which is why it's the Black Leaf Tea and Culture Shop, yep. meaning black culture and uh, black community, which is why I have the um, Young Black Professionals Mixers, because yep. when I first moved here, uh, I believe that Urbanly had just became reactivated, so yes. they're still trying to get on their feet and do, um, you know, figure things out, yeah. and I did not want to wait for them to figure that out, and so I'm, awesome. a, I'm a very audacious person yeah i love that and so i'm not the type to just wait for someone to create what i want i'm going to create what i want to see and so even me moving here i was very adamant about meeting other black people because that's where that's my comfort space and amber having your own um and being in charge of Mm -hmm. of these events that's how you're going to meet people like exactly how 
awesome for you to just grab the bull by the horns and be like, I'm just going to form mm-hmm. this event and make friends. I get to control my narrative. You get to control your narrative. I love that. And so, yeah. uh, especially with, you know, it being a food product yes. and a uh, socially conscious or a social aspect of a, um, a social cause of my business. Uh, that's something that's very important to me that, you know, I have both and they both work well together. Yes. And I think that's one thing that is really unique about my business is not two separate entities. It's one umbrella yeah. and different avenues under my one business, but they work well. And people actually appreciate that, <laughs> yeah. that I have both. And then I have tea at my events. I um, Even at my holiday party I had this past Wednesday at the Cortland Club, um, Jay, who's the owner there, Aaron is the uh, creative director. They were absolutely great helping me with this because it's something that we literally threw together in a month. <laughs> so, uh, they actually uh, created a cocktail out of one of my teas, and they made a simple syrup and made a cocktail out of it. And awesome. so finding ways to incorporate my product with whatever I do. Yes. Uh, even the tea talks. So yeah. that is a replica of a YouTube series called um, The Grapevine which was founded by Ashley Acuna, and it's an incredible platform. Um, it's a, pretty much a roundtable open conversation with um, young black professionals discussing anything from current events, pop culture, um, dating, sex, relationships, anything that affects the black community on a daily basis. Yep. And so um, I've noticed that I've done three, 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 um, three openly um and told I did one as a private session and people are so happy to have a space where they can speak freely and openly yeah. without having anyone potentially ridiculing because I will say my business is open for everyone those events such as the tea talks are black only because it's uh, important for me that we have that space to where, talk freely yes to talk freely yeah. and not worry about how it looks to someone else or possibly being ridiculed by someone that doesn't understand our culture yeah and they're constantly questioning that so this is a space that is truly truly for us yeah and that is it because i really do believe that no matter what demographic you are everyone deserves to have their own their own space affinity yeah. groups are incredibly important yeah and so um, creating that on a larger scale here has been pretty successful and openly um, has been pretty uh, openly <laughs> accepted. That's People awesome. that come and have. And so I've had uh, the very first one I had was actually a conversation of what black men need. And that was it was it was it was really good. I had about a little under 40 people at that first one women and men. Yes. Yes. So these are uh, co-ed conversations. Wow. Um, and so it was really important for me when I opened the conversation, I told the black women, I said, hey, look, this is for them. I want you to be open and receptive. I have no problem with people challenging. I like, open, absolutely challenge. But sure. I want you to listen for comprehension and not listen to respond. Yeah. And so it was because of that, it was a great conversation. And I think that's one thing I love about my tea talks in general. They're not a kumbaya circle. <laughs> I, I, like yeah. people, they, they challenge each other. Yeah. And it's a space where, you know, it's not just I get to, you know, speak my, my opinion. You're, you're, well, you might be challenged and it's yeah. okay. Yeah. It's okay to be receptive to other mindsets and other, um, other opinions. Well, that's how we learn and grow. Absolutely. And that's something I love about it. And that's what is, is extremely important to me. It's like I say, it's not, it's not a kumbaya holding hands. Yeah. We're all agreeing with each other. Like, no, like there have been 
they people challenge each other they question people's ideas and like you said that's how you actually grow absolutely and I, that's what they always open the conversation with is keeping it open mind um and that's why it's so important like i said all the time you listen to for comprehension and not listen to respond yeah because you're actually receiving what that person is saying um so yeah that was uh the very first one it was it was a great conversation <laughs> Uh, the second one I had was titled, um, Who You Calling a Ho? The Stigmas Behind Sexual Freedom and Liberation. And so that was uh, also a, a smaller uh, tea talk, but it was a great, also another great conversation. And we touched on points of how kind of with society, um, how men are kind of more free to ex- explore sexually and fare what they like, how we as a society people kind of connect, that kind of, they do connect a woman's value to her, her sexuality, her sexual activity. Yeah. Um, and kind of breaking that down, like where this comes from and how to, how to kind of break that stigma. Uh, the third one I had was actually a private tea talk. And so I have a lot of my friends are teachers. Yeah. <laughs> and so we had the conversation about the John Hopkins report about the province public school system and how to mm-hmm. improve it. So um, I had one of my friends, he's an assistant principal at 360 High School, uh, yeah. Rich Norris. Uh, two of my friends are culture curators in middle schools. One's a kindergarten teacher in another, um, another county. And uh, one is an editor for a, a newspaper. But she's worked with schools before. And so it was very interesting to learn, like, you know, the issues that they have, what they experience, or the things that, that weren't touched on in the article, actually questioning it, like how true these numbers, which are, according to them, very, very true. Mm-hmm. And so uh, for me... I grew up, my, my grandmother was a teacher, my aunt is a teacher, my mom was an education consultant, and so that education is something very important to me. Um, I grew up in a, a Chicago public school system. We moved to the suburbs my sophomore year uh, of high school, so I did my last three years of high school in Evanston, Evanston Township, but um, I grew up, I'm from Chicago, even on the weekends, living in Evanston, I was back in Chicago yeah. <laughs> most times, if I wasn't, have, didn't have a track meet, but um education is something that's very important to me yeah and learning that you know the issues of providence public school system is not unique to providence it's the longevity in which it's been allowed to go on that is heartbreaking awful yes and so the the cultural gaps between the student body and the teachers um the frustration of the um the lack of support from the, the 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 teachers the principals feeling that they, they don't have the space to, to lead the infrastructure alone like it's the, the lead in the building the asbestos the uh, i mean the lead in the water and it's just the the peeling paint this is insane it is and so i did bring up i did have an issue with the 22 million dollar bridge that was only supposed to be three million dollars uh, because like it, you have i like I said, I, at this point i've been for two years and i dream i, I love being in providence yeah however and like it's so many times i've been in like you keep you keep missing it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have such, you have issues that need immediate attention, but you chose to put your attention over here. Right. And so, um, a lot of this kind of goes back to why I started my business also was I, it's a, to me, it's a very clear disparity in areas and demographic and economic statures. And so I, I work at Brown, yep. but I drive through Smith Hill to get to work every day. Yep. Smith Hill doesn't look like Eastside Providence. No, Broad Street doesn't look like Eastside Providence, and I, I, for me, I'm from Southside Chicago, I'm from Inglewood, and me being from where I'm from, that's something that was very clear to me, and you know, people in this side of town, East Providence, they live in their their little bubble. Yep. 
you have adequate food source, you have good hospitals, you have good schools, you have everything you need in your little bubble. So you don't have to look at Broad Street or Smith Street because that's not that's not direct to you. And so for me, it was, um, you know, creating uh, resources and shining a light on those areas and saying like, hey, we can do this as well. Um, but yeah, it's for me, it's like it, for Providence, it's, it's, it's very it's very unique in that way, I think, as well, where you have kind of a mix, but it's not like Chicago where you kind of separate it from by demographics, as far as like race and like uh, nationalities. Yeah. Here is economic. It's economic. And also, though, it is provincial. Um, the other thing that surprised me when I moved here 14 years ago was that, um, and even though I'm from New England, mm -hmm. I had just come from Columbus, Ohio, so let me tell you, that was, <laughs> I, it was, it was yeah. hard, hard <laughs> for me to come back to New England. Yeah. I love Columbus, and especially coming from the King Arts Complex, uh, which my job there was just, I loved my job. I love the people I work with, and... Um, it was it was a uh, mm, so different, you know, mm -hmm. and so one of the things I learned that provincial meaning the joke about oh you're going to Newport you better pack a bag right or folks that live in um, Warwick and Cranston and the towns south of Providence that aren't far away that never come to Providence. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's the big city. I can't <laughs> go there. Or And I have met people that I remember I was talking about the mall. Oh, oh no. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I can't drive there and I can't park there. And, um, you know, and then viewpoints about the city. And um, it was uh, just amazing to me. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's putting it a little mildly. Uh, and so we, we're going to take a little break right now. Um, this has just been a great conversation so far, and I think Amber's definitely going to have to come back because we have so many other issues I would like to talk about um, and ways how can we bridge those gaps and also um, cross the bridge like literally, come on now, like mm -hmm. uh, east side to west side. And, and I certainly hope shows like this one where I introduce you to people from all over the city um, that are doing things that they love and why are they doing it and the passions behind it. Um, perhaps that will encourage you to um, leave your bags at home, but get in your car and drive all over and experience mm -hmm. something new. Um, Amber is going to run downstairs and get some hot water uh, for the tea because we're actually going to sip some tea now uh, in a little bit. And we're going to talk about her teas and all the different blends and what they're good for and whatnot. So you've been listening to Jen's Dish on um, 101.1 FM, WBRULP, WFOOLP, and WVVX Providence. And you can listen to us live online right now, www.bsrlive.com. So stay tuned. We will be right back on Jen's Dish. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, two, one, two, three. No, thanks, one, two, 
wasn't a tea song. Let's start over, shall we? We have Everything Stops for Tea by Jack Buchanan on Jen's Dish. Another day I'm frightfully busy, yes. Thank Mr. you very Buchanan, much. What I is want it? you to listen to this song of mine. A song? Yes, a song. Must you? I really must. Must you? Get it out of your system, yes, I suppose. I'll play it for you. Yes, thanks, awfully. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear, dear. Sounds like the one I heard yesterday. It couldn't have been. No? No. I think it's awfully good. Uh, Mr. Buchanan. Yes, what is it? May I have your autograph? Autograph? I can't write, I'm sorry. Your new book yeah, but I'm very busy. I've come a long way, you know. Yes. Equally long way to go back, too, isn't it? Yes. Goodbye. Hello. Hello. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No. Your tea, Mr. Buchanan. Tea? Ah, oh, that's different. Bless your heart. Every nation in creation has its favorite drink. France is famous for its wine, its beer in Germany. Turkey has its coffee, and they serve it blacker than ink. Russians go for vodka, and England loves its tea. Oh, the factories may be roaring with the boom a lack zoom a lack a wee But there isn't any roar when the clock strikes four. Everything stops for tea. Oh, a lawyer in a courtroom in the middle of an alimony plea has to stop and help him pour when the clock strikes four. Everything stops for tea. It's a very good English custom, though the weather be cold or hot. When you need a little pickup, you'll find a little teacup will always hit the spot. You remember Cleopatra had a date to meet Mark Antony at three. When he came an hour late, she said, you'll have to wait, for everything's up for tea. Oh, they may be playing football, and the crowd is yelling, kill the referee. But no matter what the score, when the clock strikes four, everything stops for tea. Oh, the golfer may be golfing, and is just about to make a hole in three. But it always gets in saw when the clock counts four, everything stops for tea. It's a very good English custom, and a stimulant for the brain. When you feel a little weary, a cup will make you cheery, and it's cheaper than champagne. Now I know just why I 
not quite afternoon yet but that was afternoon tea by the kinks and that first super fun song was actually i played two didn't i while amber was getting some hot water to steep our tea uh we played everything stops for tea that was a fun one by jack buchanan and then the other one was um uh by my group from high school madness uh time for tea love that um you know the british love their tea uh and and tea is is so um predominant in the south and and 
tea parties and and we're going to have tea and we're going to spill tea and things like that. And in New England, I don't know if I have found that so much as far as the tradition of sipping tea, drinking tea and having it on a regular basis. Um, Other than my boyfriend who only drinks tea, no Earl Grey. Thank you very much. Leave that at the door. Uh, But everything else he likes. Um, So, Amber, Mm -hmm. what tea are we drinking? This I brought I brought some um, vintage teacups from my collection. Um, I thought we deserved that. We're having a wonderful (laughs) conversation that certainly I don't want to end. Um, So uh, our tea is steeping. And what tea did we pick this morning? So what you have is called Salud. It's a blend of honeybush, red rooibos, rooibos. Lavender and rose petals. Mm, so it smells a, amazing. Thank you. It's a very full flavor. Um, it's a floral scent, but a very subtle floral taste. So it's mm-hmm. not soapy or perfumey at all. Uh, mm. The honey blush and where gives it a little bit of a natural sweetness. Yes. Yeah. It's, just, it's a very nice, like full flavor tea. I was going to say, you know what I love about rooibos tea is that full flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm trying to cut down on coffee, if I'm skipping dessert and trying not to have dessert, I'll tend to have a tea like this at night mm-hmm. because it has that slight sweetness and that full flavor that I want from a dessert. Um, but I'm satis- it leaves me satisfied. Yeah, definitely. And it's herbal. It doesn't keep me up all night. Yes. There's so, no caffeine in that. No caffeine in this one. So, Amber, um, what has it been like using your uh, food science background now? Are you just so excited to, as tired as you are <laughs> from your full-time job, your all-encompassing full-time job, mm-hmm. but um, are you just now so excited to get in there and experiment uh, yeah. with different blends? It's fun. It's really fun. And so um, people, I was asked, like, how do you come up with these blends? Yeah. All my blends are very unique. They are. Um, And so I, it's funny, I sleep with a little notebook in my bed. Love it. (laughs) Because I don't know why, but I get so many ideas at night. And I just, I write everything down. There's a lot of blends I haven't even tried yet. But in my mind, it sounds good. Yeah, it just sounds like a good idea. (laughs) And so uh, really, I, I come up with a base concept of what it is. So. Um, whether it be a floral one, a spicy one, a, a fruity kind of one, a flavor or minty kind of flavor, I um, go from there and then try to find additions that really work with it. Um, a lot of it's just trial and error. Sure. Um, so you mix a small amount and brew it up and see mm-hmm. what you think, um, how the flavor is and how it steeps. Because you were saying when you gave me this one um, that it steeps well. Mm-hmm. And, and what she means by that is, well, first of all, instantly when the bag goes in, it steeps. You can see the color right away. Yep. I, Amber, I, I've had a, I love herbal tea and usually have a nice little collection but there are some teas that don't steep well and yeah. don't have much flavor, and mm-hmm. yet there's so many ingredients in there. Mm-hmm. And so even with my blends, they're all natural. I don't add any flavoring. I mm. um, that is the, What you taste is the actual herb, flower, tea, whatever is in there. You, that's what you taste on its own. And so, um, yeah, it's just it's, it's find different concepts. Like the one I have in my cup is called Glow, which is my personal favorite. Mm-hmm. It's a blend of turmeric, ginger, lemon peel, and black pepper. And this one, of course, like 
turmeric has a tons of great functionality yes. properties, whether it be anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, joint health, cognitive health. Um, but once again, my background in food science, I know that the curcumin and turmeric is not readily absorbed by the body. Right. Um, that is a, and don't you think that whole um, thing with turmeric, it's not that it's a myth, but I think that folks have gone a little bit crazy with it. Yeah. And since yeah. you are, you have that food science background. Can you please explain? Because what I was told just recently is that in order for it to be absorbed in the body, well, in order for the good functions mm-hmm. to happen for you, the the um, uh, person who's drinking it or eating it um, needs to come with a fat, either a fat or black pepper, which is why this blend has black pepper in it. And so the bioactive property in turmeric that gives it those beneficial properties is curcumin. And so um, that's, that's the thing also with other food products like um, to, uh, with like certain products you may have or certain foods. Yeah, we know it's great. So like, but it's, you have to add things to actually get the full absorption out of it. So a lot of um, um, micronutrients, not a lot, but some are not readily absorbed. So if you have to eat it with other things, like I forget what I cannot think right now, but it's a property in spinach. Mm-hmm. But you get some of it, but you're not getting the full absorption of it if you don't add it with fat. So like the, the, the spinach artichoke dip. Yes. It's great because you're actually having the actual um, the dairy with it to get actually absorb the most out of it. Thank you, Amber. I'm going to go get some spinach artichoke dip. <laughs> Right after yes. this. <laughs> That's not why, you know, with tomatoes, you actually, to get the benefit, beneficial property from tomatoes, you have to actually heat it. So whether you add something to it or actually, actually a processing of it. So processing of food is, by definition, is not a bad thing. When you cut an apple, that's processing. It's processed yeah. food. Yeah. But people have to kind of take that thing so, so far. <laughs> but, um, yeah, when it comes to uh, turmeric, the curcumin in it has to be absorbed or it has to be added with either some type of fat. So if you see like the golden lattes lately, yes. yeah, they're adding the fat thing. to actually okay. absorb the actual curcumin from the turmeric or uh, black pepper. So the piper and black pepper actually increases the absorption by, of curcumin, I believe it's 2,000%. Wow. So people, I've seen people actually just eating turmeric, taking turmeric capsules. I'm yeah. like, you know, if you're not, if you're not getting like, it's a good idea, stop wasting your money. Yeah. Uh, I think in general, people have, I think I, I do blame social media for this one, though. Like, it's a lot of information being thrown at you by not re- unreliable sources, and people kind of just take it and run with it. And so um, people, I, I do appreciate nowadays that people are more conscious of what they're eating. Yeah. But they take it too far sometimes. Yes, <laughs> Because I you're agree. not knowledgeable. You just take one thing, you run yeah. with it. And so um, even, like, uh, who, my grandma, she does this. Like, she follows me on Facebook. But you're just posting them like that's that's not true. <laughs> and she says that's right here. I'm like, that's not even a real website. That's not real. And so people just gotta take things and run with it. But I do appreciate people are more conscious of it. I think we're at a point right now that, you know, with with um you know social media and different like uh documentaries yes. like uh about what's it the super size me and yes. a lot of food uh Forks documentaries knives, yeah it's, it's absolutely it's great information but people kind of take it to, <laughs> to yeah a whole it gets other a level. little these things get a little sensationalistic yeah. for sure um what are the other blends that you make and produce right now that yeah. one can get so i also have one called money that Ooh. is probably my one of my more I popular need that one. right now. I need that one. 
It's uh, I call it that because it looks like shredded money. It's uh, that one is a blend of peppermint, spearmint, centric green tea, and cinnamon. There's a really refreshing kind of flavor to it. Uh, the centric green tea is I actually buy from a local vendor, Michelle. She owns Leafy Green Tea, mm-hmm. and she also just opened her tea shop on Thayer Street uh, ceremony. Um, yeah, we're going to have to have her on the Yes, show. she's awesome. And so she sources directly. So she actually flies to China, Taiwan, Japan, and I buy in bulk from her. Um, the other blends I have as well is called, another one's called Sunday Morning. And Sunday Morning is actually the first blend I ever made. Yeah. It's a blend of uh, chamomile, orange peel, lemongrass, and spearmint. Kind of a mellow way to wake you up. It's, yes. And yeah. so it's kind of like, you know, Sunday morning, you're in yeah. bed, not in a rush. Sun's yeah. coming through the window. You just have nowhere. It's, you know, it's just very chill, very calming. And that's exactly what it, it smells like. It feels like I think of all my blends, that's one of the more flavor-wise, uh, flavor flavor profile-wise is more the traditional kind yeah. of one. Um, and then I also have Cocoa Bay. And that's Bay spelled B-A-E. And um, <laughs> that one is, it's a really fun one, actually. It's a blend of roasted cacao nibs, um, black tea, and coconut. And oh. so it's kind of a chocolatey coconut kind of flavor. But that one's kind of fun to play around with because when I first came out with this one, I tried it at a couple of markets. Um, and it's funny, so some people, because everyone's different, their palates are different. Oh, sure. And so some people just taste coconut, some people just, just, taste, just taste the chocolate. And it's funny, some people taste neither, but smell both. Hmm. So it's very it's very unique and it's fun to play around with, but it's a great flavor. And um yes, yeah, so those are my signature five and what I also have now is came out debuted yesterday. I came out with a holiday uh, mini's trio set. And so uh the very first one is called Home and that is a blend of hibiscus, orange peel, uh cinnamon, nutmeg, and elderflower. And this is actually the one that the uh, Cortland Club made a simple syrup out of and they had it for a cocktail at the party. Yeah. And so it tastes like holiday and home. And yeah, I love that one. And then the second one is called Chider. So it's like a chai apple cider kind of flavor. Wow. Yeah, so I had a little bit more ginger to it. So it was a little bit more of a spicy kick to it. Yeah. And the very last one is called Chocolate Mint. So it's like a thin mint kind of flavor. Do I get to try this? Yes. And so I, um, yeah, so those are my signature right now. So I think it's also very funny. People are like, do you have more of this? And I can, like, I've been in business for eight months. I need a minute. Eight months. My, Amber, my, my wow, you're busy. busy. <laughs> you're busy. The, you have such great, um, the variety. I love your variety. I love the combinations. It's very different off air. We were talking mm-hmm. at the beginning of the show a little bit about how to put those blinders on. And um, have you tried to do that and try not to look at your competition? Is there a ton of competition? And and what do you hope helps you to stand out, your product to stand out from the others? I I pay attention to them. Yeah. I don't really compare myself to them, though. Um, Of course, with loose leaf tea compared to bag tea, like, I'm I'm clearly not Lipton. Um, (laughs) But... The flavor profiles are very unique, especially really because are. I'm not adding flavoring to it. Yep. It's literally just the natural product itself, and that's it. Um, I think when it comes to other companies, once again, the actual flavors that I offer are unique to most other ones. People have not ever heard of like these kind of flavor combinations before. Um, and also, I think what works for me is including that social aspect to mm-hmm. it. 
where um, is my business literally encompasses everything that is important to me. Yeah. And so we talked before about passions and kind of changing passions where before I, w- I moved from food science to athletics, but now I work in athletics, but I genuinely, I love community work. Yeah. I love doing that. And s- especially because that's where I'm, that's where I'm from. I'm from Southside Chicago. And so I, except for me, I understand the disparities in areas. I'm from Chicago public school systems. I understand certain situations and I want to be a resource to other people. Yeah. Um, actually, when I very when I first started my business, and this was very, uh, this was not a good idea, and it flopped completely. But I um, I started my business this past April, and in June I um, was planning a Black Women in Business showcase. So I rented a space at the uh, Hope Artiste Village in Pawtucket, mm-hmm. and I had space for thirty five Black female vendors. Wow. Um, the it, I asked people before I started to like, yes, it's a great idea because of course back home in Chicago we have these things in the South we have these kind of markets and yeah. they have it in Boston too because yep. um, young black professionals is a sub, um, subgroup of Urban League and they're very very active in Boston mm. and they also host a black business black owned business market that I believe I believe it's quarterly I could be wrong but I believe it's quarterly and I want to bring that here but starting off with just black women and I had. Um, Six register and three pay. So I canceled it. But wow. I, I did this because I understand the importance of representation. Yeah, A lot of people, young people specifically, don't feel like they can do better than where they are because they've never seen someone look like them, talk like them, come from where they come from, do better than what they've seen. So here I am putting, attempting to put 35 black female-owned businesses in one space yeah. and saying that could be you. You have a question, go talk to her. Yeah. I think I want to do this, go talk to her. I started this, but I need help with this. Go yes. talk to her. Yeah. And so it was really important for me to create that space. It did. I'm going to try again. Um, maybe not this coming year because I do need <laughs> I do need to slow down a little bit. I've literally just been diving in and just driving it for the past eight months. I've I've been busting my ass for eight months. But Amber, I really feel like you are onto something, and I feel like it's going to happen organically. I feel like some of the things you've already done have happened organically that aren't on a business plan and it'll come Mm. it'll happen you're on the right track honestly i I don't feel like a business plan for me first started is not that important no no it's not i I honestly like yes i think because it's it's going to change so much like when i first started i my my very first started my business was actually supposed to be cheesecakes and sweet tea However, that's very expensive. Yes. <laughs> and so I'm like, ooh, that's not a good idea. But I can package tea blends and sell online and ship wherever. Yes. I can go in store. I can, these are things I can do while I keep my main job, where right. if I'm doing cheesecake and sweet tea, like, that's very hands-on. I don't have very time. Yeah. And so I think for me, you literally just have to dive in. Like, even before I was considering going back to grad school and getting an MBA, I'm like, no, like, the best this is your MBA. The best teacher you can have in entrepreneurship is being an entrepreneur. Yeah, jumping in every every yeah. tip I've seen. Just do it. And that's, it's, it's, it's scary. I'm not going to lie. It's, 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 it's easy to say just jump yeah. in. It's, it's terrifying. Because it, it might it work. Is. It might not. And then, yep. like, for me, that's why I still have my full-time job. I live a certain lifestyle. 
that I, I plan on keeping. My bills will be paid. Yeah. That's like, look, I, my car note is, oh, thank God it's almost done. My car note just finished See, this it's, summer. I'm what looking, a feeling. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> but it's just like for me, it's, I think for people, the unknown is so scary. Very. But everything with entrepreneurship is un, it's unknown. Yeah. It might work. It might not. They might like it. They might not. However, you have to it's just taking that jump. And I think that's one thing that's important for me is actually being available to people when they ask me questions. I, um, I've i spoken to two group of groups of high school kids over this, once over the summer, uh, once was a couple weeks ago at, um, a couple years, a couple months ago, excuse me, at Wheeler High School, I spoke to a group of their freshmen. And, you know, I think for me, when, when it comes to entrepreneurship and, you know, kind of engaging people what they want to do, I don't want people especially kids to get to 50 and they're miserable because they chose to stick something out because it just paid the bills mm -hmm. for me and i think it's one thing i can appreciate about my generation which is i i'm a millennial but <laughs> i think one thing i really appreciate about us is we are adamant about being happy yes and so for me with food science the reason i left also they i was big for me is when i got to my last year in grad school i was miserable I think my breaking point was I was in my lab doing research for my thesis, and I was I just bawled out crying at 3 in the morning. I was absolutely miserable. And when I chose to drop my thesis, that was hard for my family to understand. My mom was like, why don't you just finish it? I'm like, I'm a STEM major. There's not such a thing as just finishing a thesis. It's like months of review, possibly a year of finalization. Like, it's a long-term process because I'm a scientist by trade. Yeah. It has to be perfect. Because yeah. my credibility as a scientist is my publications and my factuality. It has to be perfect. And so for me, it was to the point I, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. I hated what I did, but when I found athletics. I, well, actually, outside of being a collegiate athlete, former <clears throat> collegiate athlete, being a part of collegiate athlete, athletics, I loved it. And now that I work in athletics, but now I'm on this new venture as an entrepreneur, I love this. I, it's hard. It's mind-wrenching. But... To have something that belongs to me, this is yeah. mine. Yeah. This is my baby. I this I control this narrative. I am in, in a position where I'm a resource to other people. Yes. When they can reach me, I, I have no problem. People ask me questions or ask me to collaborate, especially with a new business. I rarely say no to collaborations because I also understand the importance of alignment. If your business does not align with mine, mm. I'll respect. I will respectfully say no, but thank you, but keep me in mind for future projects. Because it's, it's important, like, my branding, ha it has to align. If it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense, and that's okay. Um, I love that you read your gut, you listened to your gut, mm -hmm. you listened to yourself. As, as hard as that had to have been <laughs> to stop your thesis as a, yes. as a, as a mom of a, of a daughter who just graduated from college, it who took my still mom has a, a project she's yeah. supposed to be working on. It took um, my mom a solid maybe six months to stop asking me why don't you just finish it. I think I snapped on her one time. I did, I did apologize later, but she just kept asking me. I was like, cause I don't want to. Yeah. And for her, she just didn't understand, like just finish it. But that's, something that we had a conversation about i think that her generation the generation before was you found stability oh yeah you paid your bills you found stability and you know you're okay yeah. for me that was not something i was okay with i want to genuinely be happy yeah. i want to love what i do and i wake up in the morning i'm ex i want to be excited about this and so for me the thing i'm most excited about now is not athletics anymore i 
love working on my business. Even when I get home from work, I am god awfully tired. And most nights, I don't work on my business. Whether I do find little things to do to accomplish, whether it be answering two, three emails, um, going through paperwork, whatever else, it's I do something. It doesn't have to be a big project. Maybe like weekends, I could do most of my work. But um, I work at a pulp in Maine in Warren, so that's the food incubator that I work out of, and they are absolutely incredible. but yeah, I think going back to what I was saying before, it's incredibly important for me when I talk to other entrepreneurs and up to especially to younger kids, finding whatever you have been doing that makes you happy. And you can flip anything into money. Like that's not an issue, especially nowadays with social media. It is not and being an entrepreneur, actually it's not that it's hard, but actually getting into it and exposing your business is not as hard as it used to be way before it's like, you know physical ads and radio and papers yeah. now with social media you can put it online put them at the three layer analytics of your your social media page you know the right time to drop it you know how to, to gear it towards Sony. i need amber to come over and <laughs> help me with my jen's dish stuff clearly i'm still learning like i have my background like i said i'm a scientist by trace so this all of this is new to me i'm learning i'm everything i'm learning is new um but i think the key difference is you're not afraid no, um, no, no, no. And I think, like I said before, I'm a very, very audacious person. I, I've i learned, I, I will say when I first started my business, it was hard. Rejection was harder. Yeah. Now, eight months in, I don't I don't really care about those that don't support me. If it, well, the ones that support me, they will support me. They, 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 I have actually like recurring customers. I know them. I know their kids. I know, yeah. like, I know yeah. them. The ones that don't support me, it's okay. I don't take that to heart. So, luckily, Matt West, uh, well, Matt West and the Pier 6 Roundtable would not be heard today, um, by the way. And uh, we do have to wrap this up, though. Uh, Amber, this has been so great talking with you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Um, This is, but we have to talk again. Mm -hmm. Clearly, she and I need to uh, have some tea offline. Um, Amber, where can we get your teas yes so uh the online uh shop is www.theblackleaftea.com i am also in store at um shop i'm sorry stock culinary goods on hope street we love jan yes fabulous shop she is awesome and as of today i'm actually dropping off my first batch of uh wholesale for them public which is on one aleppo street is in uh, off of manton um, it is a gallery shop space. Yes. And so Spock and Cassandra are an absolutely incredible. Went to their I love opening. that space. That yes. is a great space. They are awesome. And so they it's this is a space for like tons of like a wide range of artists. And yep. they also host a lot of different events. So actually my last tea talk I had at their space where we discussed um Black Enough, the connections between trauma and um black culture. And it was an incredible space. They are absolutely awesome. They actually are trying to, you know, have more events there. They have an open mic. I believe they had a comedy night there before. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a huge support system for local artists, and they are incredible. Uh, I know Spock is an artist himself. Cassandra does some writing. Um, but they, they, they've been incredibly supportive. Um, yeah, so I, I will be in their store as of today. 
awesome. So please check that out. If you have any other questions about anything you've heard on this show, and by the way, when you go out to support our local producers like Amber, please tell them you heard about them on Jen's Dish. I'm sure they would love to hear that, and I sure would as well. Um, so you can find me on social. I'm on Facebook, Jen's Dish. Please like my page. Um, Instagram, Jen's Dish. And my website, which I will put this show up this weekend, a recording of this show, www.jensdish.net. Amber, it has been a pleasure. We have to clink our glasses right now. And I thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Everyone, I leave you with this, this quote. A tea of whatever kind may be made one of the most agreeable of meals, for tea always seems to produce sociability, cheerfulness, and vivacity. It's been my pleasure to be with you today on Jen's Dish. Stay tuned. Um, another show is coming up at noon. We've got some music coming up right now. And uh, we just enjoyed some tea for two. So stay tuned. Jen's Dish will be back next week. And have a beautiful day, everyone. Bye-bye.
ritzy. I'm as ritzy as I can be. Cause I never take her where the gang goes when I take, take my sugar to tea. Pizza.